0: Well, boys, what are you gonna sing?
1: The squeeze there was not any use. A
0: lemon without any juice. Ooh 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 ooh, she couldn't say boo to a goose. Hey, Frank, bring up some of those things, will ya? Yes, yeah. boy, I was singing them right now. Okay, everybody ready? Yes, sir. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. And you're listening to Boo to a Goose, a podcast about idioms, expressions, and slang. From across the pond. And today we commence with part two of our Alice in Wonderland uh, series. Part two of Question Mark, and that question mark, it turns out, is a two. (laughs) Yeah, uh, as I mentioned in the previous episode, which was about mad as a hatter, uh, Lewis Carroll, the author behind Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass, along with many other things, poems and such, um, used a lot of slang and idioms and phrases Uh, that were at the time somewhat popular or somewhat utilized, or maybe even references to writings of his colleagues. Uh, But through the enduring success of his works, these terms have become associated with him, and we just want to show you that they didn't originate from Lewis Carroll. They originated in other places. Exactly. Today, it's Grinning Like a Cheshire Cat.
1: Yes. I'm quite excited about this. Oh, okay. Because it's not something that I particularly use. I mean, I've heard it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I think I was under the same uh assumption assumption that it was from lewis carroll sure i think everyone
0: was but then the word cheshire is such a specific word like it's not like i don't know
1: well it's it's a part of england
0: right and that's a county reference is referenced in the meaning
1: it is yes that is well not the meaning but the origin
0: the origin thank you yes yeah because the meaning just means having a big grin on your face that's everyone can figure that out
1: yeah, it does, but interestingly, mm-hmm. it, does, it it's smiling broadly, um, and some definitions go as far to say that, you know, it's smiling to expose the b- gum, that you're smiling uh, so broadly that you expose your gums up there.
0: Ugh, that's, a, that's weird to look at.
1: Well, the Cheshire Cat in the book is weird as well.
0: Yeah. Um, before we get into it, I just want to establish that there was, in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, a made-for-TV movie about Alice in Wonderland, where the character of the Cheshire Cat was portrayed by none other than Whoopi Goldberg. Oh. Yeah, it went about as well as you thought, and then it didn't go well. The whole movie's bad. Although Gene Wilder is really good as the Mock Turtle, and the guy who played Hagrid in Harry Potter is either Tweedledum or Tweedledee, I don't recall. Alice is played by Tina Majorino, who plays Deb in Napoleon Dynamite. Oh. Yeah.
1: You're just a little bucket of trivia, aren't you?
0: Yeah, we're not doing an Alice Wonderland (laughs) podcast, but this is an Alice Wonderland episode, so I thought I'd throw in a, a Cheshire Cat fun fact.
1: Okay, well, um... One of the definitions that I looked up said that these days, um, it carries more than that connotation of just the grin. Okay. Um, and that um, because of Alice's adventures in Wonderland, um, there are connotations associated with it that um, it might be somewhat malevolent.
0: Sure. The Alice, yeah. the, the Alice, geez Louise, the cat, the Cheshire cat is a bit of a antagonistic figure.
1: Exactly. He,
0: he's kind of an agent of chaos.
1: Exactly. Um, You know, he's inscrutable. You can't understand exactly what he's saying. Mm -hmm. He kind of, like, leads you around. And then he disappears, leaving only a bit of an unnerving smile. Right. So since then, although, you know... In its purity, it just means grinning really broadly. Mm-hmm. It's come to be associated with other connotations such as malevolence or that the person might possess knowledge that you don't know. Sure. The person might know something that you don't know. That's exactly the
0: case in the book. Exactly. And the film.
1: Exactly. Z- so it films. has, a, so Lewis Carroll has added a little bit more depth mm-hmm. to um, the meaning of the phrase. Um, but it was around long before Lewis Carroll. Right. Right. Um, at least, at least 75 years. Okay. Before the book came out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it could be longer and the origins go much further back, but we're looking at, when we're looking at when it comes into print, it's at least 75 years. Goodness. The other interesting so thing. So we're
0: talking like turn of the, like, because the book was published in like the 1880s, right?
1: Um, the book, I believe, was 1865.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah. So wow. So it's it's we're talking late 1700s. Exactly. Goodness. Yeah.
1: Um. So, one of the things that's important to know um, that I didn't know uh, when we're looking at, when we think about Cheshire because you were just talking about Cheshire being a specific place. It's it a is. Place. It's a county in England. Mm-hmm. Um, and a county can have a number of different cities and t- and towns in sure. it.
0: Same in America. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Um. So. Lewis Carroll was actually born and raised in Cheshire. Oh, okay. In a part of Cheshire called Danesbury. Okay. And so that actually helped um, kind of cement the whole idea that he came up with the phrase. Mm -hmm. Because people are like, oh, he invented Cheshire Cat. He's from Cheshire. Of Mm -hmm. course. Bada bing, bada boom.
0: We got to do an episode on bada bing, bada boom.
1: (laughs) But there you go. Um, However, we know that it was carried out in print before... um,
0: he would have been
1: alive to... Uh,
0: right. It, it, it well, <laughs> but so potentially, because he was from the area, Cheshire, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: he might have grown up hearing the phrase and mm-hmm. that influenced him putting it in the book.
1: Possibly, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll go through a couple of the origin theories. Anyway. Do you have an idea of where it might have come from? Do you want to posit a guess?
0: Uh, I really don't. I mean, uh, I don't know why it would be a case. That's the crazy thing to me, because, like, grinning, like, I mean, grinning like someone from Cheshire, I guess you could associate a personality type with this this area that might make you smile really big or be a weird, malevolent creature. But, like, the fact that it's a cat really throws me off in terms of my ability to guess. So how would you just lay it on me?
1: Okay. Well, cats have been used in um, popular sayings for centuries, uh, since the Egyptians domesticated them. Um, But this phrase in particular... One theory, and there's loads of different theories. This one is not going to have a right answer. Mm-hmm. So you just take your pick of whichever one you like the sound of. Okay. Because <laughs> there's many arguments going on on the internet. Um, but Cheshire, you might not know, as a county in England, is well known for its cheese.
0: Okay. Cheshire,
1: Cheshire cheese. And therefore, it's milk and dairy farms and has been for a number of um, centuries. Okay. So... The whole idea of this saying was, what makes cats smile?
0: Milk. Milk
1: and dairy and cream.
0: Okay, so if you were a cat from Cheshire, then you'd be happy all the time. Exactly. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a logical, fun, simple way of putting it. Yeah. Okay, cool.
1: That's the first one, nice and simple.
0: Although, that doesn't really explain why the other aspects of the Cheshire cat The disappearing and whatnot. Do any of these talk about that? Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. They do actually talk about
1: that. That just says that, like, yeah, if you're a cat, you're from Cheshire, there's milk, you're going to be happy. It doesn't talk about any of the other kind of um, metaphors or, like, imagery that uh, Lewis Carroll
0: used in the book. Mm -hmm. I mean, cats don't really, I mean, their faces don't even go that way to smile. That's to make the Cheshire cat so weird, the fact that its face could do that. I've only seen cats that can go the other way, and even then, it's only when cats are memes, like Grumpy Cat.
1: Yeah, grumpy cat. grumpy cat. R.I.P. grumpy
0: cat. R.I.P. grumpy cat.
1: Um, <laughs> Okay, so another popular theory, um, less related to cheese, but was that P- there was somebody who was in Cheshire um, during the early 1800s painting arms, family arms. I don't know if you're familiar with this. but oh, like a coat of arms. Like a coat of arms, like yeah. Like you have a symbol, yeah. Exactly. A lot of them have lions in I don't know if
0: you know that. Sure. That makes sense.
1: Um, Like the Cheshire County coat of arms has a lion. It,
0: it was a, like that was a fad for a while, like the 50s or 60s. Like I think maybe particularly in the UK, but also in the States, that was something that we were really into where it's like, look up your family, look up your last name and then they'll find a coat of arms that goes with it. Yeah. Um yeah, uh that was even a project we did in middle school to come up with what your family coat of arms looked like. There used to be in my lifetime a booth at Disneyland where you could do this. Oh. You and they had a whole they had a whole binder, they had a bunch of binders and you just looked up your last name. Well, I don't know Surely how authentic it it
1: only were. works if you're like European. In, in heritage
0: yeah i guess enough people have like european last names yeah that you know maybe probably like it's who who knows right yeah so that's that's the but yeah i remember thinking like who goes to disneyland and is like well while we're here i mean we went on space <laughs> mountain and uh we went on big we want a big thunder mountain and we're gonna do peter pan but before we do peter pan right next door this is true let's get our genealogy looked at and buy like a nice symbol. Well,
1: now you've said it's in Peter Pan land, and I made the connection with Europe. It makes more sense. It,
0: it is in Fantasyland, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, not Peter Pan land. It's Fantasyland. It you knew what I meant.
0: Yeah, it wasn't in. It wasn't in like you New Orleans it. Square or something. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: yeah. you know, you know what I mean. It'd be
0: funny if it was tucked away in Critter Country. Oh my gosh! Y- you're dripping wet off Space Mountain. You're like, well, let's go look up our family history, <laughs> kids, while we dry off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. The story goes that um, there was somebody in the local neighborhood in the county of Cheshire painting these coats of arms, and often you would see them on pubs and inns. So uh, often whoever owned the pub would would paint their family crest or whatever it was on them. And this bloke that was painting all of them couldn't paint lions for love nor money.
0: (laughs) Oh, I like where this is going. (laughs) So, um,
1: yeah, uh, I think the quote said, like, the common man or the ignoble man... Um, would mistake the lions. You know, people without class to know that they're actually lions would just think that they were weird-looking, grinning cats.
0: I mean, I can draw a (laughs) lion. I can't draw. It's just you 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 put a mane on it. You got to put a big old mane on it. It yeah. covers its ears, because I feel like a cat, the way that you, if anyone who can draw a cat, just like if you're just drawing a straight line, the thing you, the thing that makes it a cat is that it's got little pointy ears. So if you can draw a cat, but you can't draw a lion, just draw a cat and put like another big squiggly around it.
1: I hear you, but also, <laughs> if you look at the old coat of arms, they're often like standing up, like with their hands on the shield. And I don't know if you've seen many kind of like medieval kind of paintings. Well, like the Queen where- logo. Yeah, they kind of don't really look like lions. Okay. If you look at it, they kind of just look like a fuzzy kind of
0: Almost like a person. They almost have like a a person's body. Because it's really hard to get a lion to pose for the amount of time you need (laughs) them to pose for this particular figure drawing class. That's why you never see lions in figure drawing classes. They move around too much.
1: They they don't eat you?
0: No, they wouldn't eat you. We've all
1: seen Tiger King. We know what happened to that woman's arm.
0: Oh, God. Huh. Did it eat her? Oh, I, I thought it just like bit her. A, and the out of fact anger.
1: that wasn't the worst part of that documentary. Oh shows. my god!
0: <laughs> <sighs>
1: anyway, um, so yeah, that's one other thing. Carol
0: Baskin's husband and Grumpy Cat together in the afterlife.
1: <laughs> well, he liked cats.
0: <laughs> I would hope so.
1: <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's another theory. Someone was just doing a dodgy job painting all these inns and pubs, and. The Cheshire Cat and grinning—you know, whether it was people laughing at these silly pictures or whether the picture what displayed them
0: grinning—that's
1: mm-hmm. where it could have come from. But there are none of these paintings that are like around today sure. to base this on. It's just a story that's been handed down over kind of folklore.
0: Right. That feels like a dig at that one guy. <laughs> like we're gonna make we this guy was so bad at painting lies <laughs> that we're gonna say that that's where this phrase comes from (laughs) even though it's actually the milk thing (laughs) to make this guy look stupid
1: yeah yeah Yeah, it could have been a joke like every time henry came in you'd be like oh henry he invented the phrase grinning like a cheshire cat by painting lions what an idiot and everyone would laugh because they knew where it really came from and then hundreds of years later we're like did it come from that did it
0: come from yeah did it i don't think it did no one knows but you got a third one
1: Oh, I've got more than a third one. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, the next one... Okay, we're going to go back to cheese. I bet you're happy about that.
0: I am. I do like cheese.
1: So, um, cheese was manufactured in Cheshire. It still is. Um, and at one time or another, it was shaped like a cat. So, one company decided to shape their cheese like a cat. Forget the wheel. Forget the wedge. A cat. What? Apparently. Um, and one website I looked on said, like, that they that traditionally it was eaten from the tail to the head. And so the only thing left would be the smile.
0: Oh, uh, uh, what?
1: Yeah. How you get your customers to comply with that, I... Well, so in my head, I was thinking of little cheeses, like little cat cheeses, which don't really make much sense. And then you have your own personal block of... So tiny, like, 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 tiny cat cheese. You could cheese. hold it in your
0: hand. So there's a guy. And then you have to eat There's a guy sitting in this store, like, oh, they gotta make got to, I can't believe I took the job working for the stupid cat cheese store. <laughs> this sucks. Everywhere else, my friends are like, oh, yeah, we're making wheels. What are you, what are you doing? You're <laughs> gonna do you have to them lying <laughs> down?
1: Well, that's what... Okay, so this was a slight misinterpretation of mine. and the person whose first sight I looked at because they were talking about how do you get the customer to eat it from the tail to the face, hey? How would you even do that? And then I was like, yeah, how would you even do that? And I just imagine a person buying like five cat cheeses, please. And they look like someone mushed five baby bells together. But um, actually, according to um, the Brewer's Dictionary, when they you know talk about this theory they say that it was like one huge block of cheese shaped as a cat and every time they cut somebody off a portion of cheese they did it from the tail
0: oh okay so you
1: would like come in and you'd be like oh i'll have some more of that cat cheese and last week you might have had the butt and this week you're having the shoulder and eventually you'll get to the Th- smile. This is
0: insane that they would be like, okay, step one, make cheese. No problem. We know how to do that. Yeah. Step two, carve the cheese. Here's where you lose me. You have to carve it. Was it like a No, statue? no, I
1: don't think that you carve it. I think that the cheese is just made made in that shape.
0: So they have a mold. They have a mold. So pour the molten cheese into the mold. Let it sit.
1: I don't know enough about cheese making, but there's like that whole like <laughs> churning. I think process. we know enough
0: about cheese. Oh yeah, you do have to churn. Well, that's no, that's butter. Oh, you that's turn cheese cher- too.
1: Oh yeah, you churn butter. Oh god, we're gonna get some angry comments about this. If anyone
0: listening to this knows how the hell you make cheese, and, okay. My-
1: I bet Hannah does. Hannah corrected me on a previous podcast that's- where I said that dairy wasn't protein.
0: That's true. Sorry. Um, but no. Okay, here's here's what I think it is. You know how um you like it's not. Like, it doesn't have, like, legs and a neck. Or a tail, even. It's kind of just shaped like a... It does have a
1: tail, because they say they they cut it from the tail to the face. Right, but
0: I don't mean, like, a tail that extends off. It's like, you know when you get, oh, I just... Oh, okay, when a cat's lying down and it just sort of, like, tucks its feet under and it just becomes sort of a little loaf?
1: I think that however they make cheese, at one point it's a liquid and then it becomes a solid. So I reckon that you could make any shape if you just put it in a mold.
0: Okay, I refuse to live (laughs) in a world where there was a company that's like it's got to have full standing (laughs) legs, knees unbent, in a pose like it's about to pounce on a mouse because it's... Mice eat cheese, and this is how we get our revenge. I refuse to live in the world where people are like, "It has to be." Is that
1: why? Because mice eat cheese, and that's how you get your revenge. I
0: don't know. I don't know.
1: This is... <laughs> All right. Well, that's a theory, <laughs> and you know, I I don't know if it's true. I don't know about the person serving the cheese. I don't know about the customer that specifically wants to eat the paw or the ear. Well, the tail of the
0: cheese they're cat. Not, they're not carving <laughs> ears. The, you've seen cats when they're relaxed. Oh, my God. The, okay. And, okay. The tail. So you go into the cheese shop. You're like, I'd like a slice of cheese, please. And they cut you off a little bit from the tail. And they're like, here you go. Oh, no, I wanted more. Well, we're starting from the <laughs> tail. So that's the amount that you get to eat today. Come back tomorrow and maybe you'll get a piece of its neck or whatever.
1: Well, anyway. The whole idea of this phrase, I'm just going to, you know, (laughs) give everything its point and its time. The idea about this story is that the only part of the cheese that was left was the head. And so it would be grinning like a Cheshire cat. The cheese is Cheshire. That's what makes it a Cheshire cat. Right. And then the last thing
0: it would be grinning.
1: It's kind of a little bit creepy.
0: So despite my... Just the
1: head left. Which, which links back
0: Links back
1: to actually, sorry, nearly forgot, to actually how Lewis Carroll portrays right. the cat Un- in the book.
0: That's what I was going to say. Unfortunately, this is the closest yes. to what happened in the book, which in my <laughs> mind means it's the closest to being the truth, which I hate this. I like the first one. <laughs> Why couldn't it be the first one? Maybe this wasn't a real thing. I don't know.
1: Hmm. Well, it's the only thing that actually kind of, mirrors the idea about this whole disappearing cat until you have the head left. It, I,
0: what if the cat was cheese? But then I can't imagine that Alice wouldn't go, oh, like the cheese in the book. Alice would be like, oh, like that cheese from the Cheshire region. Does she call it the Cheshire cat?
1: Well, maybe she doesn't know about Cheshire cheese because she's not from Cheshire. And maybe Lewis Carroll knows about it because he is actually from Cheshire.
0: Okay, we'll have to look up the quote in particular. i <laughs> we'll post it to the Facebook page after this to clear this up because... Like, I wanna know if she's like, oh, like a Cheshire cat. Like it disappears from the butt because that's true. The way that it disappears and reappears is it is it starts from the back, first the tail disappears, then the body, then mm-hmm. the head, then the smile. And then it reappears in the same in, in the reverse of that, with smile first. So
1: It could be. Or Lewis Carroll just took an already known phrase about a Cheshire cat, wherever that came, grinning like a Cheshire cat. Mm-hmm. And decided to use his own imagination.
0: And then the cheese people, assuming they exist, <laughs> the cheese people were like, oh, well, if we're already in Cheshire, let's make the Cheshire cat cheese that moves in the same way that the book one in the book does. The way that we cut it up.
1: I mean, maybe. There's no proof about this cheese. Should I move on to the next one? We've
0: said cheese so often, and there's a fresh hunk of cheese that we bought over the weekend that we should eat.
1: The next one's about cheese, too.
0: Great. Let's do it.
1: Okay. Um,
0: this is our cheesiest episode yet. <laughs>
1: cheshire Cheshire cheese was once just stamped with the head of a cat full stop apparently that's the reason
0: oh the cat it was like a logo associated with like a brand
1: it was just a logo and i guess maybe the logo had a smiley cat on i don't know where the grinning part comes from
0: cheese it's part of advertising but
1: that's the connection between cheshire and cats again cheese
0: Right. Well, Cheshire was known for its cheese. That's the first thing we established exactly. in the very first uh, origin. It is. The potential origin.
1: Okay. I'm going to give you some other ones. Okay. This one is not to do with cheese. Oh, thank God. Yes. So, this one says that cat was a man.
0: Uh, run that by me
1: Cat <laughs> was a man, not a cat. So, the original saying um, was, Grin like a Cheshire catling." Cattling. So apparently this comes from a person. Okay. And Cattling was the name of Richard III's forest ranger. One of his forest rangers. From 500 years ago, so much further back. Mm -hmm. And he was a very skilled swordsman. And he was able to, you know, like, mutilate people in the forest that were, you know, robbers and thieves and, and bounty, whatever. Sure. Um... And so he was pretty scary because he was, you know, able to stab people and etc. Sure. And he had a huge hideous grin. So eventually people would say, you know, people that were running away from him or accounted him, he became like this myth or legend. Mm -hmm. And people would say a grin like Cheshire Cattling. And then Cattling got shortened because I'm struggling to say it. So so his name (laughs) was Cattling. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And he was from Cheshire?
1: I don't know the connection with Cheshire.
0: Or he'd like committed horrible mutilating atrocities in Cheshire?
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, Cheshire has like Greenland. And Maybe it had forests at one point.
0: Cheshire has. Gr- oh. oh my god! I thought you meant like Cheshire at one point controlled the country of Greenland. And I was like, <laughs> How the hell did that happen?
1: No, he's not Trump. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, Trump's dreams. Right. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so I'm. I'm not entirely sure about the Cheshire um, link there, but apparently, you know. Maybe he had some kind of link to Cheshire, and then Cattling was his name, and it was shortened to Cat.
0: Okay. That's
1: a possibility. That's a
0: possibility. That's not, I mean, that one doesn't really explain anything besides the the grin part. It doesn't even explain the Cat part. It's just...
1: Well, it does explain the Cat point part, because oh, that's his, it's name. Cat, his name. Oh, because
0: his name's Cattling. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it just doesn't explain the Cheshire part. Yeah, all right. And he had a terrible grin.
0: Well, they can't all be winners.
1: Last one. <laughs>
0: Last one, okay.
1: This is a, This one makes the least sense to me, so I genuinely think that the, the cheese cat is going to win.
0: But <laughs>
1: this one says that it's an amalgamation of the phrase grinning like a cat that got the split cream. Okay. Which is the idea that a cat's going to grin if it gets cream. Sure. Linked back to the first split idea. Split
0: cream? Split cream. What's that mean?
1: Oh, I can't remember. Oh,
0: spilt cream?
1: Oh, maybe. Like,
0: did you, like, miswrite it? Or maybe there was a typo on the website you got this from?
1: Yeah, probably. That makes more sense.
0: Split cream. (laughs) You you split it, and then you get some, and the cat gets some.
1: You've made me look very stupid. (laughs) do not appreciate
0: it. I 100% put the onus on the website. Maybe 50%. Thank you.
1: (laughs) I was like, it's a type of cream. Uh, You know, when I came to the States, I couldn't buy milk. Like, we used to try and go to the supermarket, and I would just stand next to the milk and want to cry, because I don't know what the heck people are calling their milk over here. In England, (laughs) we have skimmed, semi-skimmed, whole here, they're putting percentages on things. You have to have a maths degree to understand what milk to buy.
0: One percent, two percent. I really don't know what the difference is.
1: I don't know what's happening. I don't know what milk Slightly more half fat. and half. I don't look well, I don't it's know. half what's... milk,
0: half cream. That one's pretty easy. Well,
1: I don't I it's confusing. It's all fractions and percentages if you want to buy milk in America.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It outrages it me. <laughs> well, we have four. We really have four. We have fat-free, one percent, two percent, which are so all the same. So all I'm
1: saying is that when I read this as split cream, I <laughs> thought Well, half and half is a thing.
0: Okay, but this is a British thing.
1: Oh, that's true. Well, I don't know. Sometimes. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to continue talking about the final theory. Okay. (laughs) So they said that it was an amalgamation of the phrase grinning like a cat that got the cream. (laughs) Right. And the fact that Cheshire had a privileged political status, particularly under the reign of Richard II. Um,
0: Oh, so it's a wealthy cat that got the spilt cream. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to imply that it's spilt cream because that means it's it's like, you know, if if you find a 20 as opposed to getting paid a 20. Like, if you know you're going to get paid, it's less exciting than if you find money and spilt is like found. I guess. Split, excuse me.
1: But I still think that the idea that somebody makes... Mini cats, or one giant cat out of cheese for you to eat from the tail, from the butt to the face. Every
0: day we make one cat out of cheese. (laughs) And at the end of the day, when someone takes the smile home, we close the store.
1: I just think that that is such a nice idea about where this phrase came from. Not from somebody stabbing people in forests. Not from, you know, I don't know what other... Cats
0: just being happy in general.
1: Not from some crazy man painting... Lions, right? But just from some cheese shaped like a cat. Okay. Can we go eat cheese now?
0: This brings up the very first Boodoo Goose contest. If you <laughs> can make a cat out of cheese, <laughs> we will eat it for you. Mm. I don't know. I don't really have a. I don't really have a, pl- a prize plan. Yeah, but not before
1: yeah. bed because cheese gives you nightmares, and that's, everybody knows that. That's a
0: true urban legend. That maybe we could do an episode on that on mm-hmm. weird British urban legends.
1: <laughs> It's not weird, it's true. It is
0: true that if you but like what's weird to me, this is a minor digression, I do apologize because we usually love to stay very very much on topic. But um it's it is a British thing or mm-hmm. an English thing or a British thing. Oh. Okay. A thing. Uh let's say a British thing that if you have nightmares and you say I had a nightmare last night, people might even ask you oh did you eat some cheese? Yeah. Which is so funny because here it's like Many, many, like, uh, particularly fatty or salty foods. We just think, like, if you eat pickles or chicken wings or pizza or any, any or burgers, I don't know. Whatever it makes you, like, uh, whatever would upset your stomach more than like, fruit or like or mm-hmm. milk even or whatever. I guess milk can be pretty high in fat, but you get my you get my meaning. Uh, but for you guys, it's specifically cheese, and I don't know where that comes from. Maybe, like, a king ate cheese. A king or a queen ate cheese, and he gave them nightmares, and they went out, and they were like, no one eat cheese before bed. It causes nightmares.
1: Yeah. Pro- yeah. They probably more likely had like, I don't know, syphilis. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of our kings and queens had syphilis, so. You know. Or
0: or just like had committed. In, they were in a position of power and therefore committed horrible atrocities and had nightmares about it. And they were like, well, it can't be the atrocities. It must be my heavy cheese diet, giving me those nightmares. Kings
1: and queens would have heavy cheese diets. Yeah. Let's write something on the internet and pretend this is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> And that's our podcast. I
0: love that we just like make stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else in this podcast prior up to that point was thoroughly researched. Yes. And we will not be vetting our sources because who has that kind of time?
1: But also, you know, like up to a point, like how old is a saying and where can you really know where it's from?
0: Right. The whole the whole premise of this is that we're basically taking found information and saying this is a possibility. We've never said this is the truth.
1: Exactly. Yeah, don't listen
0: to this if you, this isn't this is decidedly not a nonfiction podcast. <laughs> we're just taking a scientific approach. We're presenting our research. Exactly. What you do with it is up to you. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode uh, i very since we started this podcast I wanted to do some Alice in Wonderland stuff because I think that that's what was my favorite book growing up so I'm really happy that we did this so thank you Annie very of much course. for doing the research on this uh, check out our Facebook page Goose. search for it on Facebook where we get uh, post episodes and you can also t- talk to other fans of the show using Facebook I don't know whatever yeah. uh, people don't do that Facebook is not a very good enterprise uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jacob S. Rubin um, also if you have any questions or comments about the show um, you can say an email to, boo to a goose podcast at gmail.com. Additionally, wherever you listen to this podcast, right now, if you're listening to it right now and you wouldn't mind leaving a review on the platform that you use, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. These reviews really help us out in terms of getting visibility and more listeners. So thank you for that.
1: i um, also going to go old school here and uh, tell your friends. Oh, yeah. Tell your friends. Just tell them. Just be like, hey, I listened to this thing. It was mildly amusing. Yeah. Somewhat entertaining. And I didn't... It wasn't depressing.
0: Especially if you have a friend who's really into Alice in Wonderland, because that was the last two episodes. Great. Yeah. Um, I've been Jacob. And I'm Annie. And this has been Boo to a Goose. And remember...
1: Nobody says potato.
0: Boo to a Goose is produced by Will Scoville as a part of the Comedio Network. Thanks to Hannah Wardle for the art, and Max Abrams for the theme song, She Couldn't Say Boo to a Goose. Send any questions or comments to boo to a goose podcast at gmail.com. And follow us on social media at subdocpodcast.